If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello there and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast. It's the end of Summer Game Fest, not E3 conference week, and we are back to talk over the best of what we saw. Joining me as ever, it's the Eurogamer News team. We've got Ed Nightingale. Hello. Victoria Kennedy. Hello. Liv Nan. Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. And yeah, we are recording on Tuesday morning. So last night we wrapped up with the last few conferences from Capcom and from Ubisoft where we saw lots of good stuff. And earlier in the week, obviously, we had Xbox and a few bits and pieces over the weekend after Summer Game Fest, the Jeff Keighley live stream last week, which we already talked about. Um, and I just thought it'd be great to go around and ask everybody what their favorite things were that they saw. It's been a very busy couple of days, but what's broken through the noise for all of you? Ed, let's start off with you. Me? Um, I mean, there are, there are a few things that have caught my attention, um, that I'm sure we'll talk about. I mean, there was one particular game that had an hour that I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but I think overall, there were a lot of things that we sort of already knew whether it had leaked or whether we just assumed that it was on the way. And what always interests me is like a new game that, that we didn't know about. Um, and for me, that game, uh, is from Capcom. It was first shown at the Xbox showcase and then at Capcom, which is Path of the Goddess, which is just the kind of game I guess no one expected. We didn't know it was coming. Um, it looks like it's a sort of action game, maybe character action, sort of Devil May Cry, Bayonetta-y type thing, potentially. Um, but it's all steeped in Japanese folklore um, with Japanese creatures. It looks stunning. It has all these kaleidoscopic effects to it. Um, sort of reminded me a little bit of Okami in some way, just in terms of like the effects um, that are used by it. Um, but it looks stunning. I think it really stands out visually. And it was a complete surprise. And I love that. I think that's what's great about these conferences is when we can actually be surprised as opposed to, oh, we knew that was coming. And sure, we get to see a two minute trailer. Here, we got something brand new. Um, and that's always really exciting. Leslie yeah. looked, looked really beautiful. I also like that uh, we had a mix as the um, sort of conferences went on of pre-recorded stuff and also live stage demos. So we had at Ubisoft last night some some nice chats. We got um, a bit of insight into the making of it. Obviously, with Starfield, the game that you were uh, alluding to there, we got a really, really nice deep dive into it. And say what you want about Starfield. Um, I really like the fact that we just got a decent amount of time to sit down with this massive game and see some of the people, the actual humans that are making it and the good bits that they've been working on and the excitement that they have for it, which clearly came across. That was fun. 
Um, That's the thing. I think with Starfield, in some ways, that was my highlight just because we got so long on it. It was so in-depth. I feel like that's the game I now know the most about, but I wouldn't say it's my personal favorite. Hmm. I miss the old E3 stage shows and watching Ubisoft last night uh, where they were seemingly in like quite a cramped space rather than the old theatre they used to do. The poor Just Dance performers were quite close together. The people in the audience, poor Phil Spencer was shoved up against whoever was sat next to him. Um, I enjoyed his reactions though. I know, every so often they'd cut back to Phil Spencer. (laughs) Yeah, trying not to look at his phone and the FTC bringing more uh, annoyances for them. But like as good as that was um you you wouldn't back at the old e3 get like an hour sit down presentation on a particular game which you did get with starfield and i really enjoyed that and Mm. you wouldn't get all of those people like that is the good thing about doing these conferences in a hybrid way um the downside was maybe capcom which was all pre-recorded and you know the, the 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 thing that you do with that is you can just fill it full of loads and loads of adverts and games that people aren't really excited about. Um, if you tried to do that during a regular stage show, after a while, people would probably just walk out. <laughs> I still thought the Ubisoft yes. one was a little bit muted, though, reaction-wise. Like I think that audience has kind of forgotten how to be an audience. Hmm. I um. Well, we could do me later. Um, Victoria, what did you what did you like? What, did you, what was the highlights from your week? Uh, highlights from my week will be, um, I think, probably um, South of Midnight, uh, which I know we don't know a huge amount, but it was shown at the Xbox uh, showcase on Sunday, and it was just the art style for that one. Like, I've never actually played a compulsion game, so I don't know much about the developer personally. I know they have had previous games which have been maybe hit or miss, but I just thought that game looked really, really beautiful. The sort of like sort of stop motion style artwork. And the setting of the South, the music and everything, like it just, I just thought it looked amazing. Um, obviously, I appreciate it's really early days. I still don't actually really know much about what that game is about. But I am very interested to find out more whenever I can. So that one. And then uh, the other game that kind of stood out to me, I don't actually think it's a new game, but it was from the Wholesome Direct. And it was the, um, there's like a Steam dev for like the folding paper one. We fold paper back to make paper pathways. Trail. Paper trail. I think it's maybe like an extended demo that they were announcing. But I didn't play that whenever it was first announced. And so I'm definitely going to play that demo. That's on my Steam demo to-do list. I thought that looked just really adorable and lovely and just really charming. So, yeah, two maybe not of the, the, the biggest games, but I think the most interesting looking games for me were those two. Hmm. How about you, Liv? Um, for me... I was quite happy with Capcom. Um, I had a great time during Capcom's um, Ace Attorney. I had hoped we'd hear something from the series because it's been a bit quiet for a couple of years. Um, and me and a lot of other fans are really happy that we've got Apollo Justice coming back. So it'd be nice to replay that. And Ghost Trick, I played the Ghost Trick demo last night. It's great. I had a good time. So, mm-hmm. so very, I'm very excited for the games to come out um and then outside of that um maybe it's controversial if i say this but i really liked the look of clockwork revolution (laughs) and i know i know there's a lot of talk about it looking a lot like bioshop infinite and it does 
but also it has potential, I think. I like the look of it because mm. I like the look of Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> well, there you go. If anyone's listening and uh, like they're not <coughs> up to speed on this, Microsoft has now come out and denied any suggestion that it copied Bioshock Infinite, which is an interesting because thing it has to a say. Character, it has a character creator or something, isn't it? Because it has that a character the, creator. That's, so That's the line <laughs> they've gone for. Completely different game. What were you going to say, Victoria? Oh, I was just going to circle back to the, the comment about, uh, what do you call it, Ghost Trick? Because I was really excited about the fact that that's a demo and it's actually coming out soon. Whereas a lot of the games which we saw were like, they're, they're way off in the distance. And so I'm just really excited that there's a game that has, you know, looked good. There's a demo for it, which Liv has said is good and it's coming out really soon. So that's excited me. Because as much as I love point. getting all these tasters, there's a lot that I'm like, oh, it looks really interesting. But then I don't know if like, I'm interested now, but my interest is going to fade because it's so far away. Who knows? Where was the shadow drops? Did we have we stopped yeah. doing those now? Like earlier this year, Xbox shadow dropped Hi-Fi Rush, mm. and then Nintendo shadow dropped. Uh, was it Metroid Prime Remastered? Yeah. They yes. shadow dropped. Yes, yep. yeah, that's true. And everyone's like, "Oh, this is cool. This is awesome what game conferences are going to be now." Wholesome Direct had one. Ah, <laughs> that's where our shadow called... drop was. Yes, it's a game called Smushy Come Home. You play as a little mushroom, and you have to kind of. Um, platform and explore a big forest. Um, I played the demo for it, I think a few months back, and that shadow dropped. So. Didn't exactly set Twitter I... alight though, did it? Like Hi-Fi Rush did. No, <laughs> unfortunately not. No. Microsoft, Ubisoft, you know, Smushy Come Home is showing you off right now. Where are your, <laughs> where are your, um, where are your shadow drops? I, I. Really was hoping for separate ways at Capcom, and I yeah, thought, I was so surprised that wasn't that there. Is that going to be night. a shadow drop? Yeah, I was really surprised that wasn't there last night. That was yeah, but but why do we think that? Because surely, like the hints at the end of the game that people picked up on suggest that it's on the way. Surely mm. they can't not do that. Are, are they purposefully holding it back? Have they just not? started it yet are they too busy their power VR? play they're like you know what we, we've seen that you think it's coming so we're gonna hold it if i am i right in thinking that the that some of the dlc for seven and eight took a little while as well and i wonder if it is just that they were working on the main game and Maybe. weren't working on the dlc um I mean, to a great extent before shadows of rose what that came so this year shadows year. of rose Almost yes year, i mean that was yeah. quite a while after the release of village so, yeah, I suppose maybe they are just waiting for that. But that was brand new, not just a remaster. Hmm, true. Also true. I say remaster, <laughs> I mean remake, and I appreciate there's a lot more to it than just another paint. <laughs> but, you know, at least the source material's there. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking about it in... Because Separate Ways has been a part of Resident Evil 4's base package since the PlayStation 2 version. Uh, it wasn't on the GameCube original, but ever since then it was always included from the PS2 onwards. And so I'm just I'm just excited to play it uh, as part of the remake. But if they are taking their time making it, then then fair enough. It will definitely come out. Like we, there's that big hint at the end, and then it's been data mined that it's coming. So yeah, just have to be patient. So without separate ways, what was your highlight, Tom? 
Uh, I will be basic and say I really like Star Wars. Um, it was a really basic. fun. Oh, basic looks great. It yeah. was a really fun Ubisoft demo, and I am intrigued to see how closely that replicates the final game, because it reminded me a lot of the Watch Dogs original demo where you see a, a little bit of a lot of environments and it ends in a big action sequence and it looks incredible. And then you realize it's all incredibly scripted. It's like how much of that demo is actually going to play out that way when you do that kind of mission in reality. And um, Chris Tapsell, who's over in LA for us at the moment, playing some of these demos um, out there had a had a hands-off demo of that same sequence that we saw last night at Ubisoft. And again, you know, they tripped the, the guards' attention at the same time. And again, when they're in the uh, cantina bar and they meet with the Empire contact, it's the, uh, you know, the choice of not to pay. Mm. So your bounty level suddenly goes up and you have to quickly dash off the planet. Like that's a really exciting sequence and obviously it looks great. And yes, it, the way it should work is you take off from a planet and go to space and it'd be pretty much seamless looking at you Starfield. Um, but as a sort of snapshot, I mean, it's a great way to snapshot the game, but is that how I'm going to feel playing it when I go through these missions in reality, or is it going to be a bit like Watch Dogs, where that was quite a constructed sort of section of the game, which people then compared with what we got when it came out? Um, I'm 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 really hopeful. I thought there's a lot there to love. Um, it actually, the the reveal of that game has sort of taken me by surprise because I think a lot of people had sort of assumed because of the developer. Ubisoft Massive and the games or the game franchise, the division that they are known for, that this was going to be a grindy kind of gear orientated loot shooter thing. And it'd be very easy to do that. You would have like a bounty hunter where you go and get missions, you go out, you kill someone, you come back, you get a slightly better gun and you do that on loop. And that doesn't seem to be what this is, which I'm, that's, I'm great. I'm very happy about that. Um, I'm also still a little bit skeptical of what we saw having had previous experience. But I, th yeah, promising. I love the I like setting the... of it. It feels very authentic to the original trilogy. Yes. Um, which which I really appreciate. I think the main character looks great. The comedy level. I really level, like the look of her, yeah. It, yeah, I think the comedy level is, is nice as well. Like you say, it's not that grindy, overly serious kind of vibe. It feels like it's got some jokes to it. It's got some whimsy, which is something I quite like in Star Wars. Yeah, I like the fact that you know the the, the character. I can't even remember her name. And I feel terrible, but I, I like the fact that the character does feel like a little bit of a Han Solo esque character. And like you said, like it's going to be fitting in with that time between uh, Empire Strikes Back and Turn of the Jedi. Oh my gosh, I forgot the films there. Um, and like you know, like the jacket that she's wearing is very like of that sort of time when the films were made. From yeah, I just really like the look of that. And you got the sexy robot. So. We weren't going to bring that up, Victoria. <laughs> I wanted to do it just so I could see Tom's reaction again. <laughs> He's bringing I, sexy Bart. Woo. That's I the real reason it's Tom's favourite. I just don't favorite. understand it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I suddenly regret it all. 
Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's me. I just don't see it. But there we go. KVS is her name. And Nyx is her Baby Yoda style. Her equivalent. Pet. He's very cute. Helping her win at cards. And, and, yeah. Scootling along. Again, like, that, that stuff looks great in a scripted demo. How great does it actually work in reality? Like, making that creature seem like a creature and not just, like little bit of ai that gets stuck sometimes on the scenery um mm. it, it it was very very impressive and uh streamlined it looked very natural mm. i guess i'm just a bit suspicious <laughs> <laughs> it looks too good um, so far. i also want to throw out hellblade 2 which i know is still quite a way off um but i was a big fan of the first one and i was excited to see more I do think mm. the facial animation in that just looks incredible. Um, I know obviously it's all done through, you know, facial capture, but it shows how that technology has really advanced. And I think t- for me, that just really draws me into the character and really draws me into the game. So I'm really excited to see more of that um, mm. in a way that Starfield just looks awfully robotic by comparison. <laughs> um so that was cool. I also really like the look of Towerborn, which is the new game from the Banner Saga devs. Um, a sort of co-op side-scrolling thing, which I thought looked really cool. I really love the art style. Um, Banner Saga is beautiful, and it feels like they've really jumped off that into something more. So that, I think, looks great too. Going back to Hellblade 2, were you surprised to see the 2024 release date on that one? Yes and no. Um, yes, just because it's been in development for quite a while now mm. and I'm like, chop, chop, we want to play it. Um, <laughs> but equally, most of what was shown at the Xbox showcase, apart from Starfield is coming out next year. So I feel like it, it slots into that. It's, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like they they've got stuff planned for next year and this year is just space for Starfield and that's it. So I'm sort of in that sense, not surprised. I mean, Microsoft was very careful before the showcase to say that this is not going to be... So obviously last year they had the sort of 12-month window that they gave themselves for all these games that we were going to see, whereas they did not do that this year, clearly. And I think it's also because they wanted to show Fable, um, which I can't see. Because Fable didn't even when have a... they say show Fable... Well, <laughs> we got it. Well, no, here's the thing, though. Last year, I think last year they had Silk Song. And Silk Song... Yeah, they had a load of things that they announced last year that have not just not transpired. Because um, I mean, there, there were a few things actually from the Xbox showcase specifically that I was expecting to see that we didn't see. Um, but then, like you know, going back to like Fable, because Fable doesn't even have a 2024 release date, does it? Like that just didn't have a date at all, as far as I remember. Ominous. Nope. Just, I, yeah. So what's that? Just about? say 2025, Microsoft. Why are you uh, stringing us <laughs> along? The hope. That it could be next year. But there were things that I was expecting to see at Microsoft that we didn't see, and now I'm wondering when they're going to come out. If I don't know. 2026? 2026, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Perfect art. No do time a soon. Do a Capcom with Pragmata and just question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah. Just cross that, out dates. That, um... I like the fact they made a trailer to announce a delay because it was quite a flashy looking trailer. <laughs> And then it's like, but we don't know when. <laughs> Not many people make a trailer to announce their game's delay. Most people are just, you know, they put the note up on Twitter 
you know you know it's a game delay before you even read what it what the little text says it's like mm -hmm. square box it's that classic cyberpunk you know color associated with the game yeah. paragraph of text and you're like right well that's it then you know uh starfield account has tweeted one of those little things you don't even have to read it it's like okay starfield's delayed <laughs> At least but yeah they made a trailer. little bit of pragmata like yeah. it, it's been so long since we've seen anything I'm, I'm glad they made the effort to show us something i'd actually forgotten about it until last night so yeah i yeah i don't i don't know any more about it than i did previously from that trailer we were saying this earlier it, to me it looks like a kojima game just weird Weird stuff on screen. Mm. I got kind of Vanquish vibes, which excited me. But who knows how long we'll have to wait for that. <laughs> Was there anything else that you were surprised not to see over the last few days? Anyone throw it out there? Um, Microsoft had a really packed show. But there were... Um, there were some things that I thought we'd see that we didn't. Um, nothing that I was particularly excited to see or that I really thought was going to come soon. But I wondered if Perfect Dark was going yeah. to be there. Um, yeah, I thought we'd see Perfect Dark. And I also thought we'd see more of Stalker 2. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think it would be there, but... There's a lot of stuff like Indiana Jones that's still a long ways out. Um, I'd hope to Wilds see that too. there, but realistically, I wasn't expecting to see it there. Everwild. Oh, I can't wait. State of Decay 3. Yeah. If uh, if Fable is 2025, then when is Everwild? And that game got announced quite a while ago. I think there's, there's, you know, there are those games that absolutely they could have shown or maybe people were expecting to be shown. Honestly, I'll take what I can get at this point. I think for this year especially, it's apart from a couple of big hits, actually there's a lot coming out in September. But so aside from that, it's, it's maybe a touch on the barren side. Um, so, and with Xbox and PlayStation specifically, I was thinking, I don't know what any of their teams are working on. So... I'll take what I can get. Whatever you are willing to show me, I will watch. That was the thing, wasn't it? Microsoft had a great showcase. It's just a lot of it wasn't coming anytime soon, mm. um, which was sort of the complete flip of PlayStation where they showed a lot of stuff that was coming soon, although not a lot from first party. Um, and at least you've got an idea of what's coming in the pipe now from Microsoft. Like they do have a really good 2024 coming. And then 2023, Forza Aside is just going to rest on Starfield. Um, yeah, October, well, October do you seem to be looking super busy, though. Or am I just misremembering dates? No, they are. Yeah, there's a lot coming. So we've got Starfield, Lies of P, Mortal Kombat September as well, isn't it? Mortal Kombat 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Cyberpunk. The list of them. DLC. Cyberpunk's DLC, Phantom Liberty, that's, that's September as well. Oh, and Alan Wake 2, that's October. Yes, Alan Wake 2, of course. Assassin. I was sort of wasn't, we saw a bit more of that at Xbox, but I wasn't surprised to see it. Mm. As in, like, I think it looks great, but I'm just, we 
sort of seen a bit of it previously, so it, it didn't stand out to me. But I'm excited to play that. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, one um, one other game that I thought did look good that actually you can play a demo of right now is uh, what was it called? It was the Don't Nod Climbing Game. Oh, the climbing game. Oh yes. Just sent. Um, just sent. Just sent. Mm. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, you can get a demo of that on Steam right now. Um, there's a uh, piece from Donnan going up about it. He's played the demo, so look out for that. It'll probably be on Yuri Emma by the time you are listening to this. Um, he really liked it. So, sort of a shadow drop of a demo. <laughs> Not really a shadow <laughs> drop. Yeah, it did look nice. Should we quickly discuss our thoughts on Starfield as it was the biggest game of the <laughs> week, I guess? It was given the longest amount of time. Are we excited for it or are we feeling a bit cynical? I'm I'm Switzerland on this one. I I can't bring Don't myself say to that. But the thing is like so I, like I, I obviously watched the, the presentation and I think you wrote in your when you did your sort of like uh, roundup of what they were saying in the Starfield demo, you, you mentioned that like the sort of lighting and everything is very, very pretty and you couldn't stop taking screenshots. And I agree with you there. But then the gameplay things, I'm like, yeah, but like that's been done here and that's been done there. And like, I don't feel like there's anything truly unique about it, apart from the fact that it's big. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not not excited, but I'm also not like, I cannot wait. So I, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's doing things that other games have done. It's in a very nice wrapper, not denying that, but there's nothing that stood out to me to make me be like Starfield is the game. But, but that's just me. What do you guys think? I mean, that sums up basically how I feel about it as well. To be honest, um, there's nothing in it that I saw and thought, "Yeah, that's very that's that's very innovative of Bethesda. Mm. That's something that's new that we haven't seen before." Um, it's just there's a there's a lot in it physically, and the big question for me is, will it actually run, <laughs> or well, is it going to yeah. be buggy? What's it going to release like? Because that's probably going to be the 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 thing that kills it. I do find it quite amusing that we, I'm sure we've covered this, but like modders are already like preparing themselves to be fixing it, even though it's not out yet. I mean, oh, what, be does a that, what does that say about your game, though? Patch. Right? What does that say about your game if even months before it's out, people are going, "Hey." Here's, here's the fixes that we think we're going to do on it. Yeah. I guess the nice thing to say would be it shows that people care. As I say, uh, they want it to run this. well. They are yeah. preparing for it and prepping to correct stuff that they can correct. And yes, there will be a 60 frames. Per there'll, be, there'll be a patch to oh. un... Well, I mean, saying that on PC, it's not capped anyway. Um, How do you feel so, yeah. about the, the 30 frames per second news... Like, has, were you expecting 60 FPS and this has disappointed you? Bethesda game has always been 30 FPS, like this, this sort of game. So it's not surprising, but it doesn't make me want to play more. <laughs> what about you, Ed? Yeah, I wouldn't say I was expecting 60 frames a second. It's a bit disappointing. I, I feel like we've got to a point now where... A lot of games do run at 60 frames per second and they do run a lot better like that. Personally, I think I would much rather play with a smoother frame rate than 
than anything else. Um, so yeah, it's a bit disappointing, but I mean, I still, I'll still play it. I mean, I'll say about the presentation as a whole, I am a lot more excited for the game than I was previously. Um, and that's mainly just because I know a lot, a lot more about it now. Um, mm. I was a bit indifferent previously. Watching it now, they've gone so in-depth and explained so many things. I now have a better idea now of what this game is trying to be, and I'm excited to play that. I think there is incredible value for money with that being on Game Pass. Um, people are going to get a lot of time out of that because there is so much in it. I agree with you. I don't think there's anything particularly new. It feels to me like it's the ultimate Bethesda game. It's the ultimate space game that is trying to provide something for everyone and cherry pick from various other bits and pieces and put it together into a nice looking NASA punk package. <laughs> um, what I'm not sure of is, is this a game for me? It's a game for everyone. But what I particularly like in games as a whole is a good story. Mm. And this feels like, yeah, you can go off and you can build a base and you can explore and you can meet companions and create a character and all these things. But I want to know what the actual story is like beyond you're in this organization exploring. Um, I want to know what choices I can make. I want to know how I can impact that story. I want to know how I can actually role play um, in this world. And I'm still not entirely convinced by that. So with this being on Game Pass, I am excited that I can maybe blast through the main quest in 10 hours and enjoy it and put it down. And other people can spend 200 hours making a base. And they have that game. And maybe I can have a different game. But they can exist together. I don't know yet. I did see a few people getting quite excited by it. I'm really, I can't remember the name. There was a game that shut down last year and it was a sort of space exploration game. And I've seen a few people from that community mention that they're quite excited because it might be like, this is their chance to recapture what they had from that game. I wish I could remember the name of it. There was like a, like a lovely uh, Reddit post about like so long commander or something. What's it called? Anyway, I've seen people excited about that aspect because they're going to be trying to like, they're recapturing something that they've lost from a game that got shut down. But yeah, same as you. I, I like stories for their uh, games for their stories, and at the moment, I don't really know what that story is with Starfield, which I'm sure I, we'll hear more down the line. When when we saw it, um, that one hour presentation on it, I just felt like there was absolutely no role playing at all in what we were shown. I mean, you can choose like you can customize um, your characters like previous past or whatever like you know their oh, what, what do they call it their you meet their parents don't you <laughs> oh my god that that would be such a Bethesda thing if you if you met their parents that that genuinely I could imagine that being like oh you start I off as a little do. kid yeah that was do you start off perks. as a little kid do they oh my god oh you don't start off as a baby no but you there is but I think that, there is a quest so where you can go happening. meet your mum and dad it's like the game where you're born Fallout 3, yeah. Yeah, Fallout yeah. 3. But, but, but in terms of actually like doing missions and having an impact on the world, it didn't really seem like there was any of that. The story Are to me... Are you excited? Oh, you live? Uh, I was just going to say, the story to me kind of looks like they've taken Fallout 4 but made it less of an RPG. And that's that's probably harsh, but I'm interested to see like what 
the choices are in the galaxy the, su the suggestion is you'll be able to side with mercenary factions if you want to or hunt them down uh but to what extent does that actually influence pirates. the game beyond being on like the red color team or the blue color team uh, I, I still have a lot of questions about it after the hour like there's some stuff they didn't really talk about about how the planets will work like can you land anywhere what's actually there if you do how much is procedurally generated uh it looks like there's some cities which are like well crafted by hand but what what else is out there you know you're talking about planets how is that gonna work um yeah. Who was excited also, to see you, the adoring fan? <laughs> it was nice. Oh no. I do not prefer that, that to the robot. The sexy robot. Oh, they meant Vasco from uh, Starfield rather than Star Wars there. I was like, Vasco looks quite cute. I think as well it's it's out in September and like nobody else but Bethesda has had hands on with this. So that is a slightly worrying sign of they're telling us all this, but how much do we really know? Because no one's really been hands-on with it. And it, is that going to be really late on and we realise, oh, wait, this isn't quite what we thought it was going to be? As much as that went very in-depth, I feel like it's also massively raised expectations. And I think they now have a job of keeping that in check. Mm. Yes. Mm. Do you think it will make its September release date? Or do you think it'll be delayed again? I think at this point it has to. If if there was a chance that it would be delayed, they wouldn't be selling pre-orders. Or I mean, I say that it's, it's still a chance, but I I think the, they sound extremely confident that it will, and I just don't think that it can. I think they've had the extra time, and Microsoft needs something out as soon as possible, so it will ship. But you know what actually really put me off uh, the game when I was thinking about it the other night? So am I going to play this game? And actually, what I remembered was that one of the um, special editions, or both the special editions, the £100 one and the £250 one, include uh, mention that the game will get its first expansion. And I just thought that really kills my kind of like excitement for the game, which you're pitching as this enormous uh, space RPG where you can go anywhere and do anything. And also there's an expansion coming down the road. So it's like, well, okay you can't go anywhere and do everything because you're already working out how to cobble extra bits and pieces on and sell them to people. There's one thing, like No Man's Sky continues to get updated for free forever and is now basically the ultimate go anywhere, do anything space game. Um, obviously there's stuff that Bethesda can do with all of its resources um, that Hello Games cannot, but uh, the fact that they're already working out yep, we're going to sell more bits of this thing to you. They're going to run it almost like a live service. I don't know. That's just a feeling I got, and it, it really knocked the shine off of it. Also, £250 for a watch? So you like the watch? No. <laughs> it comes in a special case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was another low point of that presentation where they were talking about that and trying to hawk tat. Oh, but it's based on... NASA boxes. Great. Cool. It'll sell. It will it's sell. a video game. Yeah. Just release it. What about the controller? Are you going to buy one of those? Okay. 
I have a controller. It works fine. Or you just get some stickers and make your own. Yeah, well, that. Mm. If, you, if you fancy it. The game looks extremely ambitious. I'm really curious to see. I think I'm just a skeptical person, I think, with Star Wars and then this, uh, exactly how it works. I'm going to play it because it's on Game Pass, so why not? Mm, I'm looking absolutely. forward to finding out more. I think that is the mentality of a lot of people is, oh, well, I've got a Game Pass subscription, so I will play this and see how I feel. Yeah, it's a, and it's going to be a great driver for Game Pass as well because a lot of people don't want to spend £70 minimum on this game. Uh, or any or any game and a game like this where you don't really know a lot about it what better way to test it out and see if you do like it than subscribe to Game Pass cool well it sounds like we're all moderately excited for Starfield I'm aware of its existence yes healthy skepticism I like it <laughs> uh, was there anything else from this past week that caught your eye oh i haven't actually played it but a lot of people are excited about citizen sleeper 2 that was oh my the, god how did i forget PC. about that i just remembered about it that was a <gasps> pc game show i've not actually played the yes. first one though please go and play the first one it's so good okay. <laughs> um i love that game I, oh my, how did i forget about that i knew that was so <laughs> um yeah citizen sleeper 1 is brilliant it is just incredible storytelling it, it it has what Starfield doesn't, which is good storytelling and role playing. Um, so yeah, to hear that there's more from that is amazing. It's a brand new story. You're playing as a new sleeper. Um, it's all about crisis and how you deal with crisis is the theme of the new one. Um, and it looks like they're really mixing up the gameplay from the first the first one in any way um but the first one is so good that just more of that world and more of that writing is incredible go play the first one it's you gave me such house. a fright there when you were like oh my god i remembered i actually felt my hug <laughs> sorry <laughs> in my chest that is impressive energy after six days of coffee has just kicked in <laughs> there's the caffeine <laughs> Cool. It's a game with sleeper in the headline to make you wake up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, that is plenty to be looking forward to or to be healthily skeptical about after a week uh, of exciting stuff. And there's lots more to come, of course, on Eurogamer. We've got plenty of coverage coming from the games that were announced over the weekend, going into more detail, um, everything that was shown. Also Annapurna's showcase coming up at the end of the month. That is true as well. Because I always enjoy those. I'm looking forward to playing Stray on my Xbox. Let's say Stray on Xbox. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, until next time, Ed, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights. Victoria? I am a little chop shop gal. And Liv? I am at Just Cast Holy. And I'm at Don Phillips, e.g. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. See you then. Bye-bye.